for May 26, 2010. It's the Overthinking It podcast supplement, Unplugging the Island. Hello and welcome to a spe- very special edition of the Overthinking It podcast. Uh, I am not Matt Rather. I'm Ryan Shealy, uh, coming to you with a great panel of uh, of lost overthinkers. Um, and because most of the actual the regular um, OTI podcast panelists are not losties, and that's why they were able to record the regular uh, OTI podcast this past uh, Sunday um, from uh, from approximately nine to eleven p.m. when uh, everybody else in America was uh, was watching the finale of Lost. Uh, so we have a we have a great crew of um, occasional podcasters and uh, first time podcasters, and joining us. Um, uh, from the from another magical island uh, <laughs> is uh, is Carlos. First time on the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Carlos. Hello, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Um, so, our opening question uh, here is: What would you, you know, in the theme of of, of a show that revolved around a desert island? Um, and uh, and I'd like to ask you the the traditional desert island question of: What would you take with you? Well, if you could only take one thing to a um, to the magical the magical lost island, if you were str- to be stranded on this uh, for an indefinite amount of time. Well, as a longtime resident of an island, I would have to recommend taking a heavy, heavy bottle of uh, any kind of sunscreen SPF 50 <laughs> to just in case one were to escape from that magical island not to eventually die of skin cancer. But the, you could always go back to the island yeah, and get cured of cancer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, you just wouldn't want to leave um, if, because, uh, because of your skin cancer. You'd pull a rose. Well, I mean, I probably wouldn't believe in the magical properties of the island, and I'd get sent inside it. So you, you, you would think that the, the cancer is, is there slowly eating away at you? Yeah. So you're, you're, a, man, you're a man of science. Absolutely. All right. Well, we'll I'm yeah. sure we'll we'll return to to science uh, science versus uh, fate or man of science versus man of fate uh, later when we think about the the bigger themes of the show. Um, but now moving on to Amanda Marcotte. Amanda, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, so, what would you take with you on your on your uh, to the magical island? Well, considering that, like, the first three seasons of the show were obsessed with the fact that you couldn't get pregnant and carry to term and survive on the island, I would bring a giant box of condoms of which I would <laughs> hand out freely. That's very thoughtful. <laughs> so, you just, but that, isn't that kind of just, like, adding, adding insult to injury, or... Um... <laughs> Yeah, what about what about that one percent failure rate? <laughs> <laughs> and, and maybe uh, the man in black would come and poke holes in them just because he's evil. You don't we know. Be we might be better off relying on prayer in that instance. <laughs> <laughs> right, or 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 a frozen donkey wheel, perhaps. Um, <laughs> um, well, uh, you know, interjecting there was uh, was was Shana Malosky. Uh, Shana, what would you take with you to your magical island? <laughs> Well, um, seeing as the end of the show was all about self-actualization and getting over your issues, I would think that um, I would want to bring a shrink with a bulletproof vest because I feel like <laughs> Libby could have been of great use there, but unfortunately, um, she did not make it very long to sort of bring um, HBO style in treatment to the island. <laughs> that might have fixed a lot of problems and uh, that, that would have been, so been a great webisode. Right? They should have had that webisode of um, you know therapy with Libby. <laughs> I would have watched it. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a need. I mean, I think that they should really consider a cash in of. There's so many spinoffs that they could do. I mean, they could they could do a career of of spinoff and affiliated programs. You know, the Miles Sawyer Flash Sideways Buddy Cop uh, show, the Libby in treatment. Um, I mean, others. <laughs> I'm really, I really can't wait until the first Lost convention. That's really, I think that's going to be a lot cathartic for a lot of us. Who, who, well, would, you, who would you go as? <laughs> sub, sub question. Oh. Quick sub question. Who would you go as to a uh, a Lost convention? 
Well, depending on whether I had facial hair or not, I might consider Dan Faraday. Oh, nice. I could, I, or <laughs> you no, have you know, ties. No, absolutely not. Frank Lapidus. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is the weirdest damn convention I've ever been to. Would you Would you I do can... season season four uh, Lapidus or season five Lapidus? Season four, absolutely. I can rock that unbuttoned shirt pretty well. <laughs> uh, Amanda, who would you Who would you go as uh, to a um, to to a lost convention? Oh, that's tough. I don't know how, if the female characters are as fun. Maybe Anna Lucia. <laughs> I mean, is, is are, are are we so are are we so bound by uh, by by uh, you know? society's expectations that you couldn't go as um as a dude you couldn't uh you couldn't you couldn't cross dress fair enough then hurley <laughs> <laughs> shana uh well yeah it's it's very difficult um i think it would be easy for me to go i i, I don't even remember her name the one from the sixth season who was working for widmore had glasses <laughs> that's totally that's Tina really Fey. Phoning it in. Uh, yeah what's her name um zoe right zoe <laughs> Yeah, basically, yeah, they, I could just wear what I normally wear, and <laughs> that would be it. Uh, that's and then kind of get your slit. <laughs> you maybe want to have like a big th- a, a throat slit. Um, it would work. That goes along with uh, the idea that you're Tina Fey's long lost twin. <laughs> True story. I would I would probably go as a polar bear. Um, <laughs> you know, or maybe a polar bear skeleton. Or fish biscuit. Yes, I think I would, I would definitely go as a fish biscuit. <laughs> um, and to answer the first question, I would probably bring um, era-appropriate uh, clothing for as many possible eras. I'd bring like a Roman toga. I'd probably bring some <laughs> bell bottoms. Uh, I'd, I'd probably bring um, you know like a Civil War gear just in case. Um, you know, American Civil War era gear. Um, because I think the you know for me the most important question was not where is the island, but when is the island. Um, and so I want to be prepared for every possible when uh, of of the island. Um, so everyone's dying of time travel sickness in your in your wardrobe. Yeah, <laughs> getting out your outfits. Yeah, fashion. Uh, I believe that's uh, hipster fashion is my constant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, mean, I guess that's interesting about each of our answers um, is that it reveals something about what we kind of think the show is about or was about at various times, right? And I think this is a show that in each season has been about different things. It makes it kind of. Um, you know, tough to tough to pin down, um, and and I think that's probably something that we'll we'll keep returning to is what was it what was it all about? Um, and you know, part of why we're here and why we have a a brand of overthinking it lost is is that Shayna started um, on a uh, watching the show on DVD. Was it about a year ago? Uh, yeah, about that. Yeah, uh, about a year ago, um, I started watching um, the show on DVD and started writing a series uh, for the. Um, for for overthinkingit.com um called uh called overthinking lost and um you know really i mean could you tell us a little bit more you want to tell us a little bit more about the inspiration for the series and uh the the personal the personal journey of discovery and uh and letting go that it led you on <laughs> well you know it, it, at first i wasn't sure it was even going to be a long series i just knew that um i ha- i needed to write something that week um and lost sounded like a show that was overthinkable um and then uh, as time went on somewhere probably in the second season i became addicted mm-hmm. and uh so it just snowballed from there i guess um and i guess uh, I'm I am a little ready to let go, even though I'm going to miss the series. Um, I think I've overthought it a l- enough, maybe, and would like to talk about something else. You don't want to re you don't want to do a re re watch, right? Just start just just keep with it, keep it circular, and just keep going um, <laughs> again and again. Um, or maybe randomly, like randomly choose episodes um, out of context and, and 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 overthink a randomly selected assortment of five episodes. That would be interesting, but uh, perhaps I will wait several decades for that. <laughs> the response uh, on the internet has been pretty interesting about people who are considering buying the seasons of Lost on Blu-ray, ranging from people who swear they're never going to watch the series again to people who actually are going to rebuy everything just to see if they can pick up on the interesting tidbits that they missed throughout the first episodes. 
I mean, doesn't that assume that there are interesting tidbits that are... I mean, I guess there's interesting tidbits of, of details, but that almost assumes that it's all building towards something, right? I mean, you... <laughs> that there's, like, you'd for, have to, meaningful foreshadowing. You'd have to have a lot of faith in Damon and Carlton to really pay attention to the episodes as closely as you would have to. Well, I did read today, and I believe this is true based on watching the last episode, that the last scenes in the church were written at the very beginning and they never actually changed them for the most part, which is part of the reason Ben was, wasn't in the church because he wasn't um, a main character in the first season. Mm. So um, I guess if they at least knew what the final five minutes of the show was going to be, they could put in hints throughout, I guess. Maybe. I, mean, I, I think that makes sense because I even a few years ago, it was two or three years ago, read an interview with Matthew Fox where he said he knew how it was going to end. Um, and he was the only person who knew how it was going to end, um, which was pretty irritating. It was such a jack thing to say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if nothing else, watching the, from the beginning of season six and seeing how the sideways universe had tells that it was not actually an alternate universe would have been interesting. Um, well, so, I mean, do we, I mean, I guess maybe uh, that almost raises the question for me of how do we, in, given the ending, how do we interpret the sideways universe? Um, because I'm still, I, I mean, I think that at least from a lot of what I've read on the comments thread to uh, over the overthinking lost open thread, um, and I think elsewhere on the internet, is the interpretation that the flash sideways is like purgatory or is like a fake world. I mean, is that are we? Is there a consensus on this call about that? Because I'm not sure I necessarily even uh, am, have made up my mind. Well, I'm not sure it's purgatory in that they're not necessarily purging and there's no well suffering involved. But it is, they said in the show, it was a way station where they were supposed to, I guess, work through their issues and then um, when they were ready to move on, to move on. So is it limbo? Is it purgatory? Is it something completely separate? I, I mean, I guess it's all in this cloud of purgatoryness. <laughs> I mean, My so, favorite interpretation oh, of the way station. No, sorry, Ryan. No, no, go ahead. Uh, sure. Uh, my favorite interpretation of the way station is that. It was created specifically for the characters to experience themselves as if they had been redeemed from the very beginning. You know, keeping with Amanda's interpretation of Lost as redemption and found, thus. So I could see it as a form of, you know, a pre-heaven, if, if you're going to go that route. What were you going to say, Ryan? I mean, I said, I mean, when was, um, I mean, I guess... Maybe I was like zoned out. Like, is so is the is the way station like like explanation like coming mostly from the conversation with Christian Shepherd at the very very end? Um, or yeah, pretty much. I mean, I actually so some people figured it out well before they got to the church when they realized like the way that the characters woke up and had this like flash of memories, especially when Sun and Jin saw themselves dying yeah. and were still happy. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess I. So my interpretation, um, all the way through, I guess I felt like the, um, and I did rewatch the, like I rewatched the Christian Shepherd scene right after, um, like I guess when it was up on Hulu uh, the next day, and I feel like he doesn't really direct. I mean, in keeping in true Lost fashion, doesn't directly answer any of um, Jack's questions, um, and you know he, you know he says like. You know, Jack asks, is this real? And he goes, I'm real. You're real. Um, and I think that <laughs> – I mean, I think what what is unclear to me and maybe um, – and and certainly, um, you know, the Ben Ben's discussion with Hurley outside of the church, or I guess maybe it's Ben's discussion with uh, Locke, seems to indicate that there is awareness, like, that when, when – um, when the characters become island enlightened, they don't like that. Doesn't push out their the the sideways consciousness. Um, I mean, or I mean, <laughs> no, not at think, all, right? No, 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 no. Although no, it does they... push out uh, Jack's imaginary son, apparently, because he never showed up again. Yeah, I was I was kind of wondering about that. Um, I was wondering about that. I was wondering about like 
you know, I mean, it was interesting because you have, uh, you know, other than maybe like Locke, it's all of these, you know, heaven is for, uh, for like monogamously paired couples, right? Yeah, like, that bothered me a bit. heterosexual <laughs> couples, right? Um, um, but, but then Locke's, you know, Helen, you know, because they're estranged in the, in the island universe, uh, you know, she has no, um, you know, no, no place there. I guess Locke should have been like with, with Smokey, right? Um, <laughs> Uh, or, or something. Um, we, we, I have a huge conversation about who wasn't in the final scene. Like, I don't know, maybe Aaron. Well, what? I, I have to watch the scene again. But didn't we? Uh, didn't we see Aaron? Oh wait, was he a in baby? Yeah, he was a baby. <laughs> no. Oh. Okay. Yeah. But no, Gian. <laughs> yeah. Although she was still pregnant with her in the sideways world, it's weird. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I feel like. I guess I guess my interpretation of it as as being I mean I guess I've been thinking about this a lot in terms of I feel like like Desmond is the key to a lot of this. I mean and he, and and as you, as you said he ended up not being that important to the finale, but I think that like what was going on with I guess I interpreted the sideways flashes as being like, ex- or you know, and, and the the sort of revelation or epiphany flashes it being very similar to the things that were happening to Desmond as far back as as season three, right? In the flashes before your eyes and uh, Catch Twenty Two episodes, um, and and then this happened earlier uh, in the um, in the in the season uh, in in the Desmond centric episode this season that. Um, that the the flashing is less moving through time, but but moving through um, you know parallel parallel universes, right? So I, I think of this in terms of like uh, Nietzsche's idea of eternal return, right? Um, that was also used a lot by Milan Kundera in the unbearable lightness of being, um, and you know a basic idea here is that there's you know sort of you know, if 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 time is infinite, matter is is finite. The same you know combinations of um, of particles are going to recur uh, infinitely. You know, you're going to have um, many many ver- like uh, proximate uh, or sort of very close approximations of one another existing. And so I feel like what I how I interpreted all of this is 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 sort of is the electromagnetism of the island. Um, and the electromagnetism that comes from deep, you know, the, the brain magnet, uh, the brain electricity that comes from things like love or near-death experience, uh, create a short circuit between these these uh, proximate universes. Um, so I was reading that very strong. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess I don't know if that is. I guess I mean it's a variant of the the purgatory thing, but I feel like calling it purgatory, calling it a holding area. I don't know. It, 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 maybe I just didn't want to believe that that's what it was because it seems like... Well, didn't some characters at well, some point s- mention... Sorry, go ahead, Amanda. Uh, I was just going to say, I think that the, the conception of time in the sideways universe, like regardless of like, like when people woke up and, and when people got there or whatever, it reminded me, I think it owed a lot to Slaughterhouse-Five mm. and like the main character and how he can see all points in time at all points in time, like he's time is like not, you know, is, is irrelevant to him. So I, th- I think they were borrowing very liberally from that book with that idea. Right. And from, and, and, and like, and also from Watchmen, which I guess borrowed from Slaughterhouse Five, right? So Dr. Manhattan also is, is this kind of character that, that views t- time in, you know, sort of spread out flat rather than, than, a, than a straight line. Or like the prophets in Deep Space Nine. <laughs> Bring in Star Trek, please. Nerd. A lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Sorry, keep talking. Carlos was going to say something. <laughs> no, no, were, yeah, were there any? Uh, I, I, I somewhat remember some characters in Lost talking about how history consistently repeats himself. Like when the Men in Black and Jacob were talking about how humanity would keep coming to the island, and that the same thing was happening over and over. Would you use that in your defense of the eternal return theory, Ryan? Hmm. I mean, I think that that is more like a, 
like not necessarily um, because that's more just like a a that that sounds more like a cyclical theory of history, right? That there, um, I, I'm, I'm, but I think that the eternal th- return theory, you know, I mean, I think the idea of if I if I remember really um, in, um, well, that the idea of eternal return is that it, it sort of allows for um, a a sort of sense of, of of heaviness without you know believing. You know, it allows a a um, an a- atheist to believe in eternity. I suppose um, is what it does. Um, that that you you can have um, you know uh, um, uh, existence that is that is meaning- meaningful by sheer dint of it being uh, uh, repeated infinitely. Um, in uh, um, rather than just a one shot and done, without believing in uh, in, in 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 heaven. So I, I suppose what this episode, you know, if if it is drawing on that idea, I mean, it's it's somewhere between the two. Um, and I mean, I guess the fact that it was in a church and um, there were, there is uh, a character named Christian Shepherd. Um, I mean, maybe <laughs> maybe I'm protesting too much about not wanting it to be. Because Carlos, you even you tweeted shortly after the the show of uh, something to the effect of um, you know religion did, ruins everything. I believe <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you recanted shortly after that. But where where do you stand? I, no, 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 no. I, I was I was I was changing. It was a personal view of mine of thematic elements in literature that I prefer not to appear, even though I did enjoy the execution of the finale artistically. It was it was just a personal preference of mine. <laughs> Well, I think, uh, Ryan, that um, I I really like your idea and how you sort of scientified it. But I don't think that the show uh, or the final episode um, really spoke to any of that science or electromagnetism or the island being that white light at the end. I kind of wish they had nodded to that idea because then science and faith would have gotten equal billing. And even the atheists in the audience could have enjoyed it a little more. But you're right. It wasn't a church with Christian (laughs) Shepard. Right. Well, and um, did you see the Jezebel post where she suggested that really what it owed it the most to was uh, Tibetan Buddhism, where you both have like reincarnation, reincarnation, so thus the cycling, but you also have this like concept of a waiting area between lives where you have to reconcile with yourself. That's cool. So I need that. it's L.A. They might have just went with the Buddha. Hmm. Yeah, it makes sense actually. So I mean I guess I guess we sort of spinning off from this what does does this ending how does this ending affect our sort of interpretation of what what it was all about you know and we've you know talked about a variety of different themes or dichotomies in the show of good versus evil community versus individuals free will versus uh fate um I mean does you know how how does the way that these these, these last like 2 hours of the show um, does what kind of shadows does that does that uh, cast backwards through the rest of the uh, uh, of the series, or or does it leave it still kind of open? Well, I think um, the well the last five minutes anyway was sort of pointing to oh it's all about the relationships it's all about community sort of um, live together die alone but also go to heaven together sort of thing. Um, but on the other hand, um, does that sort of undermine the rest of the series, which wasn't really about community? Maybe the first season was about community, but then seasons two through five, the tribe kept fracturing more and more and more, and everyone was in conflict, um, and there wasn't really a sense of strong community throughout the show. So but they did keep dying, so maybe well, they were right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I, I don't know. More than that, I, I read there was an article on io9, um, which was saying that, um, posing the question of, um, is the show ultimately, because of the final episode, a conservative show, not only because it has a sort of religious God theme, um, but because the ultimate moral of the story is you need to let go and accept what life is instead of working to change it. You know, if they're all going to end up at this way station anyway, did they even need to go on the island? Did they even need to defeat the smoke monster? Would they have gotten to that heavenly way station regardless? But they they did change the island, and I think it was insinuated that all their adventures created a permanent change in the way that the island was run. So they had an impact. 
That's true, but what was uh, is that even necessary if no one really lives on the island anymore? I don't know. I wish it was a little more uh, of an epilogue about what Hurley and Ben ended up actually doing there. Yeah, I guess that's the other series. That's the other spin-off, spin-off series I would like to uh, see is the, you know, maybe even just like more of a sitcom, more of a Gilligan's Island. but with- <laughs> Or maybe like a, the odd couple. Yeah. <laughs> Felix and Oscar run the island. Yeah. Yeah, I guess what? So uh so Ben's Ben's Felix in that in that pair, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Just make sure we're on the same page. Now, if now if the final season focuses almost entirely on the characters and their relationships and doesn't really resolve so many lingering questions that the viewers have about the island and the mystery and the mythology. What does that say about about uh, the intentions of the writers, of the creators? Does it say that it was all just a red herring? Or did they just want to focus on this last community issue in the final episode? Well, you know, from a you know, somewhat literary perspective, I think that, and, and this was being battled out at my blog, I feel like the challenge that's always presented if you want to write science fiction or fantasy, but from more of a, a like a literary fiction standpoint, and I think television usually aims for that, is reducing the the sci-fi or fantasy elements to setting instead of letting them dominate the story. And, and they perhaps got a little overly aggressive with that and defensive about it, but I think that that was always their intention. So they just had a. So they just used science fictions as trappings for a more human story, is what you're saying? Yeah. Well, as okay. I said on Party Down, science fiction or hard science fiction and, uh, you know, emotions aren't mutually exclusive. One word, cocoon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good line. But I don't know. I mean, I, then why, why do you think there was such a. It seems that the fan community. Really, um, really took to the setting, right? I mean, it was it was such a strong setting that it did sort of take a life on its of of its own, right? That you know this, um, and and it and it was consistent enough. It was it was consistent enough that like it sure seemed that this is like what you know a a big part of what it was about, right? Um, It, It wasn't just included as an empty way to drive the plot from episode to episode. At least that's what it made. Or was think. it? <laughs> well, that's possible. That's possible. Well, the whole second season of the show was basically dedicated to creating backstories for the characters. And I, I remember hearing that a lot of people objected to that because they were like, who cares? Like, I want more island adventures. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, this has been a... Right, the 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 various types of flashes. I mean, I mean that's, but I mean, I think that is also a major part of the show. But um, I mean, it only was really till season three that we realized that the the flashes were not just backstory, right? But they were starting to form something substantial about about this well, world as well, right? When when Malowski first started watching the show, I think in her first or second post, she already drew upon redemption as a major theme in the show. She started talking about which characters had sinned, which had already been redeemed, which hadn't. And they may have just started out with the human element and then kind of lost it along the way, only to pick it up again a bit later. So sort of a meta-redemption. Yeah. It's, well, it's, on the it's, other it's, hand, what about, I, I mean, I think if I was going to make that chart again, I had a bunch of check marks whether the characters had been redeemed or not. And I said, probably by the end of the show, everyone's going to get a green check mark, like, hooray, you've been redeemed. But on the other hand, you could probably argue, and I guess I'm going to argue, that the sideways world, um, for some people, meant that their redemption was, I don't know, unearned. Like, Saeed, for instance... Um, ended the show as... No, he earned it, man, because he, he ended up with Shannon, so, like... Well, he, took a bomb. <laughs> he, took, he took a bomb to the face, Shana. Oh, yeah, they did you're, take right. The, you're right. They took the time to say that Michael hadn't, which was kind of disturbing to me. He's the only one. 
Well, and he did sacrifice himself in a similar bombing situation as Saeed. So I thought that was a little unfair. It's like, what, he, like, took two lives and Saeed surely took more than that. And don't forget about Ben, who I don't think, even though he sort of got a little bit of redemption with Alana, sort of um, reverted back to his evil self in the uh, second to last episode, and then he worked with Hurley on the island, was that his redemption? I I don't know. I feel like he was always acting uh, just selfishly throughout the entire run, and the idea that he could go into the church and move on to heaven was sort of like, hmm, really? Okay. And we don't really know if Echo was redeemed or not because he never really felt sorry for what he'd done when faced by the judgment of the island. Well, he he um, he said that he didn't uh, he wasn't repentant for that at all. So maybe he wasn't allowed in, or maybe he got his own way station with his brother and his old drug cartel friends. I don't right. know. It's, it's their 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 way station is like a um, like a plywood and and uh, corrugated metal uh, way station somewhere in Nigeria. Um. <laughs> well, and then, and then the the force that was demanding that he beg forgiveness turned out to be the smoke monster. So. I mean, that whole scene, I think in retrospect, we can say that he was just being abused by the evil elements of the island. Well, that's a good point. Um, the, he was killed because he um, was he didn't want redemption or he, he didn't believe he had done wrong. And the reason the smoke monster, I think, uh, killed him was because he didn't sense any guilt on his conscience. And uh, the smoke monster used guilt as a m- tool of manipulation. Um, so... <laughs> I don't know. It's interesting <laughs> because, uh, I don't know, Jacob brought all these screwed up people to the island hoping that one of them was going to um, be the savior of the island. But on the other hand, the smoke monster was able to use all of their screwed up psyches against them. So maybe Jacob shouldn't have brought all these <laughs> guilt ridden, screwed up people there. I don't know. <laughs> So wait, so I guess the smoke monster killed Echo because like he he seemed too good. He was like too much of a shoe in to be like um, <laughs> like I mean because like he didn't have feel remorse, but he was still awesome. Um, I think he, I think he just took him out. Of, he just wanted to take his awesomeness out of play. I think that's right. I think that's exactly right. <laughs> Maybe well, he, the he smoke really... monster is a vampire, <laughs> and Echo would have used his staff to run him through. I think uh, the smoke monster killed Mr. Echo because the actor didn't want to be on the show any yes. longer. Ouch. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> You're bursting possible. my bubble. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, yeah, sorry. Shanna, go. No, uh, I just, uh, I guess that's all I had to say about Mr. Echo. <laughs> I mean, what are other, I mean, I guess, I don't know. I'm, I'm still trying to think about the, I feel like we, you know, I, in some ways, I, I, I guess, you know, following on what Amanda just said of, you know, the smoke monster killed Mr. Mr. Echo because he didn't want to be on this show anymore. I feel like, you know, we, we just tried to explain, well, why weren't these people, you know, why wasn't Walt in the, uh, um, in the church? Why wasn't Mr. Echo in the church? I mean, it could just be like, oh, yeah, they, like, I mean, I know they have, like, a, you know, the writers had an on-staff uh, facts checker, but so it's not like they forgot that these characters existed, um, um, but I, I mean, I almost just read it as just like these are the people who was who were around. Like, well, of course that we brought them in because these are the people that have more or less been in the cast this season. Um, and I, I think the people that were in the church are supposed to be the people that the island was the catalyst for their redemption. And Walt wouldn't have been that person yeah. because Walt was functionally a MacGuffin on the show. Yes. <laughs> And, um, you know, and, and I think even reasonably we can say, like, what, was he 11 years old, 10 years old when he left the island? Yeah. He had a whole life of being special ahead of him. <laughs> I think what? he wasn't in that last shot because he has some form of, the actor anyway, has some form of gigantism. So he's like, what, 12 feet tall now? It's really hard to get him into a framed shot. <laughs> people. It, it, it's pra- practically impossible. And if they put him next to Claire, like it, it just would have been hilarious because she's be about four feet tall. I just wouldn't buy that. So they should have done like a, a CG, a CG little Walt. Um. 
But I'm, I'm, I'm actually really, I'm really happy that uh, that Vincent came back. Um, you know, two two big Vincent appearances in the uh, uh, the the final season. That 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 made it for me. I think I can forget all other inconsistencies or unexplained things. Uh, given that, that, that Vincent was hanging around. and I was really happy to see him, too. Although, um, one of the commenters on uh, the Overthinking Lost open thread from this week um, was saying that she thought, and I kind of agreed with this, that Vincent lying down next to Jack as he was dying was shamelessly manipulative. So what do you guys <laughs> think about that? I, I don't I, care. <laughs> I, I, I approve completely. No, no, no. That last episode just yanked at your heartstrings. Yeah, did, I was going to ask, so did any of you guys uh, cry and or tear up? I, I was I missing, saw, but no crying. I saw yet. people cry that never cry. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was just a big weep fest where I was at. <laughs> oh, I guess being in a... Cause I, I watched it alone, and so I guess... Um, I, I feel like being in a, a, a social environment where other people are crying, you know, it can be sort of a, a domino effect... Um, I feel like I, I I started to mist up when um, when when Cl- Claire and Charlie uh, became Island Enlightened, which was actually very surprising because um, I think that was the best one too. It was, uh, which is odd though, because like you know, ever since the end of season three, one of my favorite thing every time uh, Claire shows up or not shows up, um, I, I start going, Charlie, what happened to Charlie? Um, <laughs> my baby, <laughs> yeah, my baby. Um, and so I was like, you know, I'd really become cynical about about Claire. Um, uh, and what what was the actress' name? Is Emil or Emily? Is it Emily, Emil or Emily? De Re- Emily, Emily, Emily de Raven. Emily, Emily Raven. That's what Jimmy Kimmel said. Um, well, then, then it must be true. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I was just very surprised about how, how much that really, uh, tugged at my, uh, heartstrings. Um, I mean, my, last night, my, uh, uh, my, my fiance, Rachel, called me, um, after she watched, uh, the, the finale last night, and she was, like, bawling. I'm like, how long have you been crying? She's like, an hour. Um, <laughs> Well, you know, I I wish I I was in that state because I really wanted to be because the last time I was like that was when I saw um, the end of the last big run of Doctor Who until it started up again this season. And I think the difference is that in, um, in that show, Dead was dead. And there was an idea there was nothing after death and that on Lost, the idea that you knew that there was a heaven coming up and that we were all going to meet each other, it was kind of sad. But to me, it kind of uh, blunted the impact of that final eye closing I, I, like, I so kind it made of it less heavy. I mean, it kind of yeah. gets back to this almost like the like the way you know Kundera worked with the eternal return idea. Like, is it is it heavier to like only live once or to like live forever, right? Um, and 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 I I kind of I see what you mean that if it's like if you get one shot one shot and you're out, then you know dead is really dead, and that's a lot. Um, you know, it, it hits you harder. Well, also, oh yeah, go on. <laughs> Oh, sorry, no, no. It, it it worked for me, and it maybe wasn't necessarily just because Jack died, but because for six seasons, we watched Jack define himself strictly by his like enormous ego, and then I feel like there was actually a legitimate sense that he let that go, even though he saved the island and blah blah. But like that, he was willing to die alone, you know, without anyone patting him on the back, but instead running away. Mm-hmm. That's I, I think that 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 hit me. Yeah, it was one of these few times where I was like not really annoyed by by Jack, right? Because um, I, I agree that through most of the season, there's just this kind of sense of smug superiority, right? Um, and um, I, I <laughs> yeah, but once once he, told, once he told the man in black that he was going to kill him, I think that that sense of hate toward Jack left all of us. Well, I mean, if you guys read the the open thread, uh, the beginning of it, uh, I said that that was the first moment in the entire run of the show that I was like, hmm, Jack is rather attractive, isn't he? Like, keep, keep saying those those nasty things to the man in black, please. But that that's me and my weirdness. <laughs> I mean, this is interesting, right? So just going back to the finale itself, I thought that there, I mean, the finale were was was you know really was two two episodes, and I really liked the first of the two episodes so much better than the second one, right? Like the the episode that was kind of a like leading up to, I suppose, 
Um, everything that led up to maybe, um, I don't know, like Jack killing the man, man in black was just awesome, right? It was like, I think it was like vintage Lost, right? There was like a lot of, of um, sort of self-referential hu- uh, humor of Kate saying, um, oh, Christian Shepherd, really? Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think there's, I forget, there was a... Uh, I have a I, bad feeling about this. Yeah, well, also the Hurley's like, I think Kate and Jack are doing their, their Kate and Jack, no, no, don't go, I miss you. And he's like, you know, guys, this would be really great, but like, uh, except for like, you know, we're all gonna die, um, right? And so, like, there was, there was, like, all the humor. There was definitely some, um, some awesome action sequences. There was everybody like running to get on the plane, even though that seems to mean very little. Like, that was still really exciting. Um, and jumping off a cliff, that that I very oh, yeah. much liked. Yeah, the cliff jump, um, and especially the 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 just the um the the cliff fight was just was very well choreographed. Um, it was very comic bookish, and I mean that in a very positive way. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, especially the way that the cinematography uh, like, was very um, Frank Miller for me. Like, it reminded yeah, me yeah. of Frank Miller's mm-hmm. drawings, right? So it, it, it looked like something that would have been from a Sin City or from uh, from 300, right? Yeah, I agree with that, definitely. Um, but speaking to what was the first half of the episode good, um, I liked it a lot as I was watching it. Um, but then I had read some reviews and people were saying, so basically they unplugged a hole and then they replugged a hole. And if you <laughs> sort of, um, well, no, well, it was, remember it was when, the long when Sawyer, well, when Sawyer lost his, uh, Apollo bar, Juliet said sometimes to make it work, you just have to unplug it and plug it back in. Oh my God. You're right. Oh, <laughs> uh, Nice. That's so great. It worked. So it they, worked. So, right, so they press the island's fix-it button, essentially. Uh, <laughs> no, they hit reset. Well, they, 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 took hit, out the, they, they took out the the game cartridge. They blew on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a power button. <laughs> it, it works for me. I mean, <laughs> I mean can, we, can we talk about that, though? I mean, I, I actually... I, I really would have been a lot happier if we had not seen the source. Um, you know, if if just Desmond had gone down there and then like everything had started shaking, um, because yeah. Well, then it, we wouldn't have gotten the cool shot where it was like the hat shot from uh, the end of the first season, where there was that tracking shot down into the into the cave. That was they, they, done, they, they still could have done that. Oh, that's true. I guess what was on the other uh, other. End. I agree that 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 echo was was very nice, but I think I guess my issue was. I mean, I guess this is a little bit of this kind of um, you know a problem that came up in the uh, uh, in the across the sea uh, episode of you know you you see something that is kind of an answer. You know, whether in this case is what is the source of the island or, you know, where did Jacob and the Man in Black come from? And that answer raises more questions, right? Um, and, and, so, like, and then this it's is, corny. Yeah, exactly. I think that was the thing. It was like, it was like, oh, really? There's a, there's a, there's a rock. There's a kind of rock that appears to have been carved by some ancient people that appears to be over, like, a volcano. And <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> Well, and know. it's like the the hatch with the hundred and eight minutes. Like that was never satisfactorily explained, and therefore people are much happier with it. It's like, yeah, you just have to hit the button every hundred and eight minutes. We don't know why. <laughs> it's true, and, and also the Egyptian mythology with the the timer and the idea that it was sort of imploding and exploding at the same time. It, the whole hatch mythology worked for me much better than the the plug in the hole thing. Brian, Brian. Yes. A wizard did. A wizard. A wizard did it. <laughs> oh, magic. It was magic. Oh, it was that's a wizard. It. it was a wizard. Maybe the, maybe the trees were epileptic. Um, I've heard that one. <laughs> I mean, I do like the idea that you can temporarily turn off the island's magic, and that was like kind of clever to me. That was the only way to kill the man in black is to take the yeah. spell away by turning the magic off. So I mean that's what I wondered. Did like we we didn't see? Do you think like Rose died of cancer while that, that was? Happening? <laughs> oh my god! That that is some fast metastasizing cancer. I can tell you. <laughs> well, right, because um, isn't that like we or Juliet's sister also? It's like, does the magic off island still work when the island's turned off? Well, was that? I mean, I guess that's how I forget what what was the sequence of Richard Alpert's gray hair? That Richard Alpert's gray hair was. After the smoke that was after monster, Jacob died. 
What's that? Well, it could be conceivably after Jacob died. Mm. Or it could be when the smoke monster touched him. Right. But yeah, right, but that scene with Miles was before the uh the unplugging the island. But great hair doesn't grow that fast. Well, I think it was when Jack took on Jacob's role and therefore Jacob's touching of people was gone. Oh yeah, that makes that makes sense. Like, you know, it's it's you know. sort of <laughs> It, it makes it makes enough sense, right? It's like uh, I mean, it makes as much sense as anything else. Like, um, have we um, tested this theory enough to prove causality? I don't know. Uh, that's true. We need we need a better research design. Um, um, I don't know what else. What else? What other? What other lingering things do do we have um, from my alarm going off? I need to go watch Lost in half an hour. <laughs> say what? <laughs> I think that a lot of people are still angry that we've never gotten an answer for why pregnant women couldn't you couldn't conceive and give birth and survive on the island. Like you can you can pull the trifecta off there. Yeah, I mean um what, Amanda what's 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 your read of that? I mean, um do you think they just like why why were they doing that when they did that and why did they decide to then abandon that all of a sudden? Well, I think they did it to create reasons to kidnap people, but (laughs) I I think, um, you know, I think that they dropped the ball because one of the theories I've seen floated that is a really good one is that this is further evidence that Jacob was a really bad god and that Hurley will be a much better god because Jacob was punishing the Dharma Initiative and the others for their transgressions of some sort and he was just a petty, manipulative god. And that was that's a great theory if they had ever actually hinted at that. <laughs> but I think there's also another way to read this um, is that you know the followers of uh, you know the you know the people who were the others or Ben's people um, you know they um, you know they thought they were following Jacob, but there's definitely a fair amount of evidence where at some point um, every, you know th- everything got kind of reshuffled or mixed up um and and they were kind of half following smoky right um and they were talking about jacob but they were um right so like in in season four to wipe out the uh uh kimi and the the mercenaries uh ben ben summons uh the the monster right and um and and also you know when we get the instruction um, you know, when Locke gets the uh, instruction to move the island, uh, both the first time and then again in, um, I believe in, um, in 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 season five, that's also you know that's that's Christian Shepherd, uh, who was revealed was was uh, was Smokey also. So well, it seems that like you know there like part of Jacob's uh, problem is that. You know, he was like a kind of, you know, so it's almost like he's more of a negligent god rather than like a malicious god, right? He's he's not a very good communicator. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) And that was part of his, um, you know, we saw that in the Richard episode this season, right? Where he says, you know, I don't want to get involved, um, so I'm going to, I'm going to delegate you. Um, and, and, and you can figure it out, uh, you know, but I think, you know, Richard, right, this is a, you know, in, in, you know, sort of organizational theory, this is a principal agent problem, right? And so that, like, you know, even if, if Richard, you know, wanted to really serve Jacob, you know, he, he built up an organization, right? He built up a organization that imperfectly approximated, uh, Jacob's will and eventually went so far, uh, off track that it was actually saw, serving Jacob's rival, um, you know. So you're saying that Lost's main overarching theme is pick good people for your organization. Uh, that's correct. That's right. That's going to be my. <laughs> and like, yet Hurley picked Ben. Um, yeah, that's an interesting point. Um, he didn't have much of a choice at the time. Well, Desmond's still there, although I guess he wants to leave probably and go back to his family. <laughs> and they- and Rose and Bernard, although they said they're not going to be involved. <laughs> Yeah, I think. I'm, I, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was just no, 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 rant. no, no. I was going to talk about organizational science. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> Please, no, no, I'm sure what no, you were going to say was going to be more interesting than that. Uh, than my like you know self help book, my my like sort of pop management book on Lost. You know, finding your inner island or something. <laughs> Lost is really about the Deep Horizon oil disaster. It's about you know. <laughs> happy, happy, 
abdication of bureaucratic responsibility and the fact that no one's taking any classes in crisis management. Actually, when I was watching the video, <laughs> when I was watching the video of the of the oil leak, I, I was thinking it looked a lot like the smoke monster. Did anyone just, else have this thought? <laughs> just they just need Desmond to go down there. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You don't need, the, you, don't need a, you don't need a top hat, hat or anything. You just need plug someone, the damn hole. That's right. With, you, just, you need someone who's impervious to uh, water and oil to uh, to plug to unplug <laughs> the oil leak and then replug it back in. Or yeah, we just need a big stone. That's what it is. We just need a big, car- <laughs> fancy carved stone, and not only will we stop the oil leak, but we will generate an immense amount of electromagnetic energy that lets us all be with everyone we've ever loved in our whole life. Yeah, but the problem is you have to push a button every 108 minutes or else uh, oh. the gulf is destroyed. <laughs> and you have to be around Claire all the time. What? Charlie! What happened to Charlie? <laughs> What's with this Claire hate? Well, actually, you know what? I don't like Claire either. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, like you, you, you could like her for for seasons like five uh, for for season five because she wasn't there. That was, that, was my, that was my favorite Claire season. I guess that's, okay, maybe we end on this. Who is your least? What's the thing about Lost that you will miss the least? Um, whether it's a character or a convention or a thing, what will you not miss about Lost? Basically, what I, I will not miss about the show is it seemed like every other episode, characters who hadn't seen each other for a few episodes would meet each other for these tearful hug fest reunions. <laughs> And I would always roll my eyes until, like, they hurt because even though it had been weeks for the audience, in theory, it was supposed to have only been days on the show. Like, you're not going to burst into tears every time you see somebody every three days, <laughs> even if you're, you're in this kind of situation. I felt like it was just wasting time. Yeah, no, that makes, that makes sense. I mean, I guess I was about to, to counter with, like, well, especially early in the, you know, in the, uh, in the sort of season one through three range, um, you know, there was, like, you know, they were never sure who they were going to ever see again, right? There were lots of, lots of missions, lots of things blowing up, lots of people getting shot. But I agree. I mean, it, it just it, it, it became a little tiresome. Especially since they got used to people getting killed. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They should have been desensitized already, right? Um, yeah, and they didn't really mourn people. They didn't spend nearly as much time being sad over people dying as they did being happy over seeing people they just saw two days ago. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, well, it's because they, they all got redeemed anyhow. So, um, Carlos, Carlos Shana? I'm going to go a little not safe for work here and say that I'm not going to miss Michael Giacchino being talked about as the hot shit because he relies on motifs too much. Uh, I I believe Uh. you really could have made that safe for work and called it the hot poop. Um. (laughs) You want me to redo that? (laughs) Yes, please. I'll I'll edit it in the post. Sure, sure. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) I'm not going to edit it. Uh, Shana, what what, will you miss? Uh... Well, um, the thing that was bothering me, and I'm picking up on Amanda's uh, thing she wouldn't miss, uh, was uh, Jin and Son being separated by more and more ridiculous, uh, I don't know, twists of fate. Um, it just, enough is enough. And when they when they finally did get their tear reunion, I just didn't care anymore. <laughs> because okay. so it's ridiculous. Is, this is something, I mean, not to go back to like the you know, the nitpicking of things that were never explained. But why did why did Sun not go back to the 1970s, other than for the reason of we want to keep them apart as long as possible? I guess um, you could say because she wasn't a candidate anymore because Jacob doesn't like mothers being candidates. Because right, apparently... Right. He, he, he doesn't like working mothers, right? I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't believe women can have it all. So, um, yeah, but it, it was, it just seemed contrived to me, that, that whole plot arc. Um, and also, I guess I'm not going to miss um, the sort of, the plots which were, oh, we don't know what to do, so let's go to the beach. Oh, we don't know what to do, so let's go to the donkey wheel. And they're just sort of running back and forth with no motivation, except for, well, we need to go somewhere, I guess. 
Well, can, can I can I toss one more out? <laughs> sure. sure. Like once, I, once, I, we, I once we open up here, we'll never stop. We're like actually, I even lost. Like screw that show. <laughs> I should I should have answered. I, I I'm so glad. I will never 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 be sad to never hear somebody not answer a direct question yeah, again. Right. Oh my god, agreed. <laughs> right, that's how we should have done the opening question. Is I should have asked the question, and then you should have said, "Well, you could say that it's a desert island." Um, <laughs> You're not ready yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, or like, what is lost? Oh, it, it oh, is no, a no, part no, of Tina, eternal darkness. What is it? <laughs> oh, that's true. That's the other thing that I think is funny about Lost. Not that I don't like it. And I've seen it on other TV shows, too. But on Lost, they really do it. Instead of um, using sentences that are subject, verb, object, like regular sentences, um, they, they start with a name and then say something else. So, like, Jack, where is he? Or <laughs> Walt... Um, where can I find him? Or the knife? When can I use it? It's <laughs> why don't you just speak normally? I realize it's it's a little more dramatic that way. So I'm going to try to use that sort of uh, verbal construct in my everyday life. So, do you think there will ever? I mean, what what are there any shows on uh, on TV that are, are sort of you know in mid run or starting their run that have a potential to be? The new Lost, or is this a once in a lifetime, once in a decade kind of kind of show? Um, you know, I, there were predictions somewhere. You know, I guess on New York Magazine's, um, I think it was on New York Magazine's Vulture blog earlier um, in the year that Flash Forward was the was the new Lost, and they were wrong. They were. They were I was wrong. <laughs> it got uh, canceled, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yes. exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's definitely not V. That's for sure. <laughs> well, I, you know, I said in my open thread um, that I was hoping that Lost was going to make TV better and that um, hopefully the writers will try to be a bit more ambitious because they do have uh, Lost in, in the backs of their minds. But I guess I don't think we're going to see anything like it for a while because right. people are going to um, bring up these high concepts in, I don't know, to producers and they're going to say, well, I don't know, these lost clones never work. And they'll point to things like V and Flash Forward and what was it, like Class Reunion or something? Maybe it was just Reunion. Like There, there have been a lot of shows that have been trying to do the lost thing but aren't getting it right because they don't, I don't know, I guess they just don't seem to know what, what made Lost lost? Well, they focus on the wrong things. I guess they'll have to like actually just make it a reality show where they like you know hit people with intense amounts of electromagnetism. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and then I would I would like to see another show that um, on network TV that has uh, that could cross uh, gen- genres like Lost did, but I-, I don't think so because this summer I think we're getting two or three new cop shows, and then in the fall I think we're getting four or five new cop shows. <laughs> Um, I think we're just going to have to rely on community for our trope subversions on well, television. Yeah, community is great. I mean, I think that I actually think – I mean, I guess they now um, have pushed back uh, – they, they, they bumped Parks and Rec out of the Thursday night um, – uh, NBC lineup, but I actually thought like this for this year, like the NBC Thursday night is like the first time in a while where it's like a, a solid full lineup that, that I can get behind. I mean, until like the the marriage ref comes on, anyhow. <laughs> um, but I, I and I, I agree that like um, especially Community um, is doing a lot of nice right uh, of you know genre crossing um, in the way that like. Um, South Park. I mean, South Park still does, but especially like about two to three years ago, they were, you know, they did their Mighty Ducks episode. They did their You Got Served episode. And Community was really, is, has been nicely genre crossing of doing their, doing their cop, you know, their buddy cop episode, doing their, um, doing their, uh, Mafia uh, episode. Their, yeah, their, yeah, and their, their post, their post apocalyptic action movie episode. Um, but the, you know that's a parody, whereas Lost was more of instead of deconstructing the the tropes yeah. of those genres, it was sort of trying to meld all of them together. And I think it was, uh, it was, it was creating its own tropes. Well, um, maybe not. I don't know. I think, you know, time travel, we've seen those tropes a million times before, but they were using it in an interesting setting um, with themes that you, I mean, we've seen before in time travel literature and maybe movies, but not so much on TV. So that I guess in Quantum Leap we did, but (laughs) that was about it. But I mean, I guess some of that was like Law and Order. (laughs) 
<laughs> one of the more unique things about the time travel in Lost was is that like you know a lot of the tools sometimes were these you know not you know modern scientific uh, equipment but were a frozen a frozen wheel and a a big rock and actually those are again my least favorite thing I guess maybe I'm also a man of science um, like that's impossible a rock could not cover a volcano. <laughs> This is stupid. I wasted. I wasted six years of my life. Six years of my life. <laughs> um, well, I, I guess. I guess let's wrap it there. So, you know, listeners, did you waste six years of your life? Uh, what won't you miss? The, won't, what won't you miss about Lost? Uh, you know, what do you think that? Uh, what do you think it all meant? Um, you know, pick all this up and more uh, in our in our uh, open thread. I, I I hope that this uh, this. Um, the podcast uh, show notes will be, I guess, probably the well, Shannon. Would you say it's the the penultimate um, uh, overthinking at loss? You'll you'll probably do a wrap up post on. Yeah, I, I think I think there's only one to go, um, and all answers shall be revealed. Maybe awesome. not. All, all <laughs> answers of overthinking at loss will be, uh, but will be. Um, uh, will be revealed, um, but you know you can also uh, reach us at uh, podcastedoverthinkingit.com. Um, give us a call at um, a number that is two zero three two eight five six four zero one. Follow us on um, on uh, Twitter at um, at, at twitter.com slash overthinkingit. Um, Amanda, do you want to pl- plug plug your, plug anything of your own? Um, I think you 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 need no introduction or plug, but feel free to do it. Um, uh, I guess my blog is pandagon.net. Awesome. So go I, to, I go know to that my blog is pandagon.net. I think you know that. You know that if you have a computer and a Wikipedia and a Google, you know that. But Amanda, thank you so much for joining us for overthinking thank loss you. with us. Carlos, thank you very much for joining us. Shayna, thank, you, thank you very much for joining us. We, together, we formed a new community. We formed <laughs> a new a new place, and I think now we can all move on to overthinkingit.com, where we can subject ourselves and our lives and our culture to a level of scrutiny. They probably, probably know something. Deserve. <laughs> oh, wait, what? What is it? Oh well, don't tell me what I can't do. <laughs> I'll see you in another life. Namaste.